Nobody hates them for it. This is it. I have such sights to show you. So Eden sent me this like fancy coffee from San Francisco that we had when I was there. So I've been drinking it and I was like, wow, it smells so good. It's so good. And then yesterday I'd forgotten my Reese's. I only drink flavored like candy coffee creamer. And <laughs> yesterday I forgot my Reese's creamer at home. So I had Reese's, to. Reese's, do your teeth not feel like they're rotting out of your head? When no, you're man. You can only, like, one teaspoon is like 20 grams of sugar and I put like three. <laughs> oh my God. It's so bad. It tastes so good. It's like Are candy you a, coffee. A, like a child? Yeah. Coffee, I can't drink it. Yesterday I had cashew, cashew milk. Which is like almond milk, which is whatever. I was like, I'm drinking fucking cardboard. Fuck this coffee. <laughs> like, I almost couldn't get through. And I was like, I don't know what that. I would do on a Whole30. Uh, like, I can't. I wouldn't have to. I think you got You got to wean off that fucking Reese's creamer. Ooh, Butterfinger shit, creamer. Ugh. I've been on that shit for years. Like, what? Goddamn. Well, we've all learned something about Macias today that you can take home with you, uh, everyone. Uh, you I love sugar. Love uh, the Reese's Pieces. Uh, Not Reese's Pieces, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, Oof. sorry, my bad. It says... Because uh, they're it, totally distinct products, the Reese's Pieces yeah. and the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. My teeth hurt. Oh my God, I saw at Kroger in the Valentine section, they have <laughs> Reese's Peanut Butter Cups that have Reese's Pieces on the inside. Jesus Christ, overkill <laughs> much. Disgusting. Man. I would tear it up. <laughs> like I could Oof. have one. Woo. Do you guys not like sweets? I don't. Not really. No. no. Oh my God. Mm-mm. I'd rather have like salt. I'd rather have like an entire chocolate cake with some French fries on the side. Yes. Well, I'll uh, give you the cake. I'll take the fries. An Ooh. apt conversation to be having <laughs> on our release of Valentine's Day this yeah. uh, this week. We're talking candy. We're talking vampires again. We are talking dieting. We're talking GRE scores. We've been getting Woo. into a lot of it uh, in the last uh, few minutes while we're getting ready, right? Yeah. Awesome. So uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm going to get started with Macias. Your your voice started started us off this week. Uh, how are you doing aside from your sweet tooth? Or not even sweet mm. tooth. I think it's like a, what is like a sweet, sweet Sweet throat? life. Sweet throat? I don't sweet know. Sweet throat. I you guess can, so. You have that, uh, that sweet butter, tummy. Butterfinger sweetener and Holy s- you know, Snickers. Butterfinger. Butterfinger would be great. Yeah. Well, Zach was talking about blizzards. You're telling me, sending me recipes for like lemon thyme chicken or whatever <laughs> she was, looks good. i'm so hungry you're hungry is i that, want chocolate is that what you want to drink Here, chocolate have some tequila no that's not the same <laughs> would you like marijuana that would make it worse would like i a, would be like tearing down the walls a beer? have a pbr it's calories Peeber. it's a pea breezy Get a it's a low <laughs> calorie yeah give PBR. it to me give me it's a, a beer it's a pea breezy let me open it for you because i like the sound it makes um this is for michelle cena there you go. Yeah. And to uh, piggyback on what Macias was saying about her week, uh, I had a blizzard <gasps> on Sunday from Dairy Queen. I don't what do kind? that normally. Is Oreo, of course. Whoa. Fucking great. You can't have that shit out Ugh. of a straw. It's so thick. Fuck no. Ever think about that? That stuff's good. You mm-hmm. know? And the only reason I did that is because I totally misjudged the amount of marijuana I would take. Uh, in a smoothie to uh, to get me feeling pretty good. They had a liquid diet that day. No. I mean, I had a liquid diet initially, and then about an hour later, I had an everything diet for the whole day because <laughs> I was eating uh, like a king. Next time that happens, please send us video. No, I won't at all <laughs> for that <laughs> exact reason. <laughs> I need to see it. 
I think I told Maria that I was an astral journeyman. I don't even know what that means. And I was cleaning my beans. Like, I cleaned the whole house, too. You cleaned the whole house? Very slowly. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet she actually enjoyed that, then. No, she says she loves Space Cadet Zach. That version <laughs> of Zach is much better than Drunk Zach or Blackout Zach or Sober Zach. I think Sober Zach's probably your least favorite Zach. <laughs> really? I think. I don't no. know. I mean... And uh, maybe not in theory, but, you know, when it comes down to it, I think uh, all the other versions of Zack seem to be a little bit more intimate with her. Blackout Zack. He's a bit hard to handle. Yeah. Hard to handle. dead weight. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Ash, uh, can you uh, tell us how you're doing this week? I'm doing great this week. Uh, Valentine's Day is weird. I don't really do it. I don't know. It's just another day. Every day is Valentine's Day in my life. You're one of those cool kids. Oh, yeah. Christmas is just another day. I'm Valentine's Day, blase. It's just fucking weird. Birthday, like, boo. I'm not working mean, instead. Come on. Come it's on, just, what? It's just like. Come on, Eileen. It's like a force <laughs> to like get you to buy shit for other people. That's weird. Oh, okay. Do you I'm, not think so? I remember so? my first microeconomics class, too, where it's all about capitalism. It is. I mean, I get it. America's like, weird. Yeah, but that's just the way things go. That's fine. My mom always spoiled me on V-Day, so I loved it. <sighs> well, yeah. that's great. I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> as uh, Gillian Welch once said, the the wonderful folk artist, uh, that's just the way it goes. Okay. You know, if you haven't listened to Gillian Welch, please do. She's one of my favorite artists. Wonderful, wonderful. folk artist. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> not a beautiful lady whatsoever. Hey. Wow. Sorry, that was really mean. I just meant that her music <laughs> is what attracts me to her not her not dull face. Too. Okay. Um, <laughs> to kind of go from there before I keep digging my hole of opportunities to meet Gillian Welch, um, we're going to get into some vampire stories I think Ash brought for us today. You got some weird stuff that was going on, right? Okay, bear with me because yeah. this was all very last minute. So, you know, when you're surfing the web looking for vampire <laughs> news, I actually found yeah. stories. Like what? Well, like last week, to uh, kind of reiterate what we talked about, we were talking about a Malawi uh, vampire threat. So you'll find these things happen. Yeah. Like they're not, you know, they might not be uh, all in all true or accurate, but, you know, hey, the you fun is You know, BBC in, uh, actually falseness. has like a page that's like dedicated to vampire news. What? what? I know. It's Why? Wild. I don't know. Huh. Um, okay, let me read you this uh, headline. Vampire killer Tracy Wigginton, who drank murdered granddad's blood, posts chilling new panic because I'm back message on Facebook. Well, the first problem is they named her, what was it, Wimmington? Wiggin Wiggington. 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 Isn't that a cute little name? She sounds no. like a teddy bear. Would you guys ever Wiggington? date someone with the last name Wiggington? I Think might. That at some point yeah. in your life, you might take their last name. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Macias Wiggington? She call me Wig, y'all. <laughs> All right, let me give you a little background here. So yeah. this 54-year-old woman was sentenced to life in prison for murdering this random old dude okay and drinking his blood in australia in 1989 okay first stop is why would you drink old person blood if you're gonna drink <laughs> exactly blood, you want to drink like newborn blood for See, sure and that's what i thought last week in a girl walks home alone at night like why did she pick the junkie dude to drink his blood i feel like it probably tastes gross okay so that's the difference there so if a junkie just shut up and you drink his blood you're looking for a little buzz yourself Ooh, good you point know? good point oh yeah that old makes sense man all you're getting is stale beer and yeah. self like Basically, she lured this dude into her car, drove him out to a park. He probably thought he was getting some, but he didn't. Anyway, she stabbed him 27 times Ooh. just to drink his blood. 
the main objective of killing this dude was to drink his blood. I'm sure if she asked him, she might have been able to Probably just not. drink his blood. You don't think? Maybe? I don't think so. Maybe if he was like that Reddit dude we found last week who was like <laughs> jerking off to his own shit. He Ew. might have been he might have been into it. But also if you were trying to drink someone's blood, I would probably do it much differently. There's like a there's a main artery, you get the person, you incapacitate them, then you get a funnel and cut like maybe like their their throat and just funnel into like a bottle for later. Like if you're stabbing someone twenty seven times, think about this. That's some there rage. Are twenty seven holes to choose from now yeah. and they're all flowing. Your soda machine, it's getting empty by the second. Yeah. yeah. You know, you need one big stab and you need your mouth on that hole. Yeah. So basically, the reason she did it was because she believed that she was a vampire. So vampires need blood. This woman is fucking quacky. I don't know how Obviously. else to say it. So she just recently surfaced because they found her Facebook. She was like under a fake name or something. So like the authorities found her Facebook. Let me read you one of her latest posts. Great. Do not meddle in the affairs of dragons, for you are crunchy and good with ketchup. <sighs> that is like the <laughs> nerds in high school, like one of the fucking t-shirts that they would wear. I've seen that shirt at like Target before. Really? Like it's a common, yeah. <laughs> so she served 22 years, but was released on parole in 2012. And she's been chilling for a while, but just all of a sudden now she's, she's getting all, Vocal. I guess needing to let everyone know that she's around and that they better watch out. I mean, let's say she's a vampire though and just take my uh, my my I don't know, my criminal justice hat on for a second. I guess if you were really hungry, like what's the problem in killing someone and getting caught because you can live forever then you know, someone gives you like four, you know, death sentences for killing 15 toddlers like okay, I'll just wait it out, dude. Like, That's true. Would you want to forever? You could just read a ton of books, I guess, and get really smart. Yeah, like, or if you wanted not? to be humane about it, you could pull an angel from Buffy and just drink animal blood. Ugh, but it doesn't know. taste as good, I mean, according I to Edward Cullen. <laughs> watch out Australia. You got a vampire on the list. Australia has enough fucking shit to watch out yeah. for than the fucking vampire. Well, you can, you she's can... out there. Well, she's on the prowl. Not active shooters. That's one. They don't have active shooters. Fair point. But they do have a lot of wild animals. They sure do. You know? Yeah. They got a bunch of spiders. So, in other, snakes. in other vampire news. Okay, in other vampire news. Um, what We Do in the Shadows, the yeah. TV series, is yes. coming out on FX on March 27th. Be cool. I'm few, excited about that. Yes. Yeah, and a few things about that. If you haven't watched What We Do in the Shadows, it is currently on, I believe, Netflix. I just watched it about two weeks ago, and it's by the same creators that did Fly the Concords. I believe one of the main oh. guys is the main vampire. It's New Zealand uh, humor. It's sponsored by the New Zealand government. I don't know if this show is also uh, the same people. I would imagine I it would be. It's not. It's um, not. Apparently, they're set in um, General like concept. Staten Island, New York or something, and they're a bunch of roommates, like yeah. vampire roommates just trying to, you know, live oh their best life in New God. York. That makes me want to choose that movie. Maybe the fans will suggest it. I will say we've done more comedies than any other genre other than slashers, which is interesting to me for a horror podcast. We've done more comedies than slashers? Comedy horrors, if you will. Like Serial Mom? Yeah. Like then Shaun slashers? Of the Dead. No, no, no. Mm. Slashers we've done the most of, and the second is going to be that comedy horror. But Shaun of the Dead was good because there's a lot of blood. Oh, it I like agree. It equaled out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just talking about subgenres here, you know? Um, but to get to this week and my choice, we are doing 1979's Toby Hooper, 
Whoop whoop. For Salem's roof. lot. Toblerone. And it gets a little weird if you want to put the apostrophe in that Salem's lot. There's some weird title names about that. But initially, the town this is based in is called Jerusalem's Lot. But the movie name is Salem's Lot. It was a TV movie that came out in 1979 on CBS. And again, it was Tobe Hooper, someone who we've talked about in this podcast before. Uh, God rest his soul. He has passed away in 2017. Um, so we're going to get into that really quickly by looking at the synopsis. Um, I do want to first apologize for not remembering this movie was three hours long. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I went to rent it because I was watching Ash's Dogs on Saturday and Thank I went to start so the much. movie. You're welcome. And I went to start it because I was like, all right, I'll just like watch this movie for like an hour and a half while I'm sitting here. And I was like, three hours. So the dogs got plenty of human time that day. Oh, yeah, they got double human time. Yeah, they sure did. Um, to fill you guys in, it's a three-hour movie. It would take maybe 45 minutes to go through the whole plot. But basically, you have a older author that shows up to a town. I say old. He's probably in his 30s, 40s. He definitely he, looked like our age. Yeah, sorry. 30s. So, oh, my okay. God. Regular-aged author. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he shows up to a town where he was from initially to write a book on a haunted house or a house that he think attracts evil. Uh, while he's there, he falls in love with a beautiful... Actually, I don't think she's very beautiful. Oh, I think she's, she's cute. cute. That's the same thing you would say if you thought she wasn't beautiful. I think she's, yeah. I think she's not beautiful. She's I think cute. she's cute. And yeah. she's down. She doesn't like think he's crazy. You know, I also think some of my relatives are cute. You know, but I don't think they're down. Well, What's down? What say. is down? What do you? Why do you want your relatives to be down? You I'm want? Not, uh, I don't want them I to want, be down. I want everyone to be down. Well, not down deep, to like down, down, to down, like to down to roll, down to F. No, no, like like you ride or like that. ride or die. Well, okay, I mean you know <laughs> like ride or down. die. That's fine. She was D DTR. She was down to what? Ride. Down to ride. Yeah, she, she ride didn't think it, it's true. She didn't think he was crazy though. In a lot of movies, the significant other's like, oh, like hereditary. The husband didn't believe shit. This girl was like, okay, you think this crazy shit's going on? Let's deal with it. That's fine. She she, she, gets she believed it. She gets points for that. But she falls in love with the author. They start doing their thing. As this is all going on, you have the backdrop of a vampire that's imported into town uh, and starts attacking villagers, starting with children. And then you have this really cool awesome scene one of my favorite actual horror scenes in history is when the child approaches one of his best friend i think his brother's window after being killed remember that mm -hmm. yeah that was a pretty cool scene i think that's just like a it also ended up um spawning other movies to have the floating vampire buffy the vampire slayer the lost boys yeah, lost boys yeah for there's sure. a lot of things that came from that it's also very highly rated as a horror scene in general so again the scene I'm referencing is the scene where the infected brother tries to get the other brother successfully He's does scratching to get him to let him in because as we know with vampire lore they have to be let in. Right. Um, eventually, people in the town start getting anemia. Uh, you know, anemia, some blood quote unquote. Disease, but yeah. it's actually they're you know turning into vampires, and then you have a standoff with the love interest actually being killed, which was a surprise to me. I like well, when the love interest was killed. You don't really see when she's killed. You just see her dead. Yeah. When they, she gets taken, and then all of a sudden, you know, next scene you see her in the future. She's a vampire. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I took it as, and we'll get to how the book differs from this in a moment, but I took it as she died in the fire and explosion when he, like, left it off. Because when he was leaving and he sets it on fire, he says, I'm so sorry, Susan. 
Yeah. Does he look oh, he knew. that's right. He knew yeah. he couldn't do anything like, about it. He tried it. to find her. But anyway, they blow up the house. They kill the main vampire who has all these underlinks, and they kill his familiar as well. They had been feeding on the town. Um, and this vampire was like a decrepit Nosferatu old motherfucker looking vampire. Oh, my god. He looked pretty cool. But he did not look like interviews with the vampire charming. No, well, he was not sexy. With the style. No, and we'll get to that, but like this this vampire was old school. Traditional. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought the, the movie in general had a, a very long plot, which goes with a very long movie, but I personally liked it. Um, I like the plot. Have you guys read the book before? Mm-mm. No. Okay, we'll get into that, but the book's also very uh, well-received in the community. Um, but that's kind of what happens in the Salem's Lot. What I got from this was a very classic horror film vibe. Yes. Yeah. Like, it was not really scary. There was, like, a softness to it, but it still had, like, creepy elements. There's a lot of fog and, mm-hmm. like, the music, yeah. the classic music. That is, like, like, I'm thinking, like, fucking early, like, the 30s. You also had all like a lot of the like you said with the fog and like very uh, elementary horror elements. Like you got a lot of floorboard creaking in this movie to let you on on like what was right. about to happen. So I'm thinking also like Hitchcock and like the angles of the shots and the shadows of the shots is all very Hitchcock. And then you like this is such a like a a, a gothic horror movie. Think like Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi like traditional vampire. Which I loved. I thought yeah. it was great. Which I thought was really interesting that you like this movie because it is so classic. I will say too, like this movie definitely reminds me of the older films that we've reviewed, mm-hmm. like the few that we have done. In that, I don't know if I'm stupid and I'm just used to new filmmakers like telling you, like feeding you word for word what's happening, pretty much. But I got really lost in the plot. I was like, I don't know what's fucking happening here. I did right too. Now. I had to yeah. rewind a few times because, yeah. like, I I missed something. I'm like, what the what's happening here? Yeah. Where, I, where are they going with this? I think that is like a very classic like style. But I also think it's probably because they tried to drag this shit out to make it a mini series. And I, I can help you get into that maybe a little bit later because um, I think a lot of the style of this kind of feeds into it being a TV movie and mm. it, it having to leave out certain things because it's on TV, uh, cue in a lot of gore, cue in a lot of yeah. sex, cue in right. a lot of any nudity. So he's kind of, the director was working with a short deck as it is. Yeah. You know? And I think our villain is straight out of the German expressionism movement. So that creative movement that came about in Berlin in the 1920s, it was like a lot of dark and moody films. Sink Nosferatu, number yeah. one. This movie was very, this movie, probably he probably watched Nosferatu like a fuckload of times before he like did this movie. There's nothing sexy about this vampire unless you're into Older decay. white men. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. He looked yeah. kind of bluish. He was so white, he was blue. So, like, Q and Anne Nicole Smith, who also has a proclivity for old, decrepit white men. Yes. God yeah. rest her Maybe soul. Her. So, moving on to kind of uh, who directed this, who wrote it. I've mentioned a few times uh, Salem's Lot was written by Stephen King. Surprise, surprise. It's like the 15th movie we've covered that has any Stephen King relations. And I think that only speaks to him being essentially the master of horror. He's right. a boss. I mean, it has never done any films except for Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> 
and he will be <laughs> embalmed with honors for horror movies. Yeah. Right. It was released in 1975, just one year after King released his little-known debut novel. Can you guys guess what his first novel was? Debut this novel? Yeah. Had to be. It was Carrie. It was Carrie. Was yeah. it? Can you imagine being so awesome that you write Carrie, and uh, then you write Salem's Lot? Carrie yeah. was his first book? Yeah. And Damn. What, what a bang. I, I have that if you want to borrow it, by I the way. I do. I want to borrow it. Way better. And is when it? we do the Witch Month, yeah. it is going to be a requirement that we will cover Carrie because it is such a awesome book and movie. Um, as to why he wrote Wouldn't Salem's Lot, okay, whatever. We can we can talk about the <laughs> the success Semantics. of the book. Um, so why he wrote this book? Uh, for context, quickly, he uh, was at the time an English teacher. Uh, who had his class read Dracula, and this is his quote. He said, One night over supper, I wondered aloud what would happen if Dracula came back in the 20th century to America. Uh, he, his wife said he'd probably be run over by a yellow cab in Park Avenue. <laughs> uh, and apparently, that closed the discussion, but in the following days, my mind kept returning to the idea, and it occurred to me, my wife is probably right, and the legendary count did come to New York, that is, but what if he were to show up in a sleepy little country town? What then? And I decided to find out, so I wrote Salem's Lot. Cool. Cute. Yeah, so it's it's just so interesting to think of a time before time when Stephen King, the master, was an English teacher, and I would kill to be in an English class by Stephen no King shit. as a high schooler. Yeah, I never knew that he was. I didn't know he was a teacher until I did some like research on this movie. Really? I didn't because he because like he does do a lot of like teacher, yeah, um, characters in his movies, but I never knew that he taught before he wrote. Pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, you know, write what you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this movie was the second published novel in both uh, Carrie, which came out in 1976, and Salem's Lot in 1979, were almost immediately made into movies in those years. Um, now, because of the book's success, Carrie, and the movie that came after that, there were writers and directors that were chomping at the bit to get a hold of the rights to this movie and wanting to direct it. So Warner Brothers comes in, they sweep up the rights to the movie, they buy it, but they can't find a director that's uh, that's putting a well. But they can't find a director that's putting it well together. Um, a lot of the reason they couldn't is because no one could write a script that had the detail of the book and put it in a very nice package. Um, King himself at the time, so Stephen King said it was a mess. Every director in Hollywood who's ever been involved with horror wanted to do it, but nobody could come up with a script. And you're thinking about horror in a time that was like the golden age. We've talked about multiple right. times, like the late 70s. So they decided to make another angle, which I think is interesting because when you think TV miniseries, you usually think this is too shitty for a movie. Yes. No. This was too long for a movie, and they didn't know how to do it. It, was, it wasn't long enough for a sequel, and usually sequels uh, coincide with another book or a continuation of the plot. No, they just couldn't find someone that could do this well. And right after Carrie, they wanted to give him a movie mm -hmm. in a budget. They just, again, they couldn't They couldn't find someone that could put this succinctly in a you know an hour and a half to two hour movie. Fucking mm -hmm. Stephen King could have done it himself and made it into a movie. And I don't know. Stuff. Saw Maximum Overdrive. I was going to say, I, I think Maximum <laughs> Overdrive. I think that Stephen King, I love him. I admire him. I think he's fucking fantastic. But when it comes to fucking film, I think he needs to, like, take a step back. Well, this is also Warner Brothers. He didn't own the movie at this point. Yeah, but he's, like, saying, no, you're not good enough. No, you're not good enough. How How would he know? Like, saying, how did he know? Well, I'm saying the Warner Brothers probably also said that as well. Yeah. You know, if, if they didn't think it could be made, they weren't going to make it. Because there's mm -hmm. definitely been Stephen King movies he sold that were made that were shit. A lot. Yeah, there's some that he's endorsed. Most of them. That he's like, yeah, this is very true to the plot. That I'm like, that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of true to the plot, um, a lot of the reason they, they wanted to make it into a miniseries because they did want to make it more true to the plot. 
uh, and it would take a longer amount of time to do. And the only difference between the the book and the the movie, the miniseries that came out, that the main one is the vampire in the book is actually a human form vampire that's very charming. Whereas in the movie, they were like, we can't, we can't really have the same effect. Why not? Well, I'll get into that's that. That's also mixing the generations of vampires too. Well, they made him the Nosferatu-looking yeah. vampire. So then you're trying to, like in the original, like in the book, he wants to make him more of your like charming vampire. But he still was an old vampire. And even from his inspiration, he wanted to see what Dracula would look like um, nowadays. But right. one of the producers stated this about the difference between the book and the movie with the vampire image. What kind of voice do you even put behind a vampire? You can't do Bela Lugosi, you're going to get laughs. You can't do Reagan from The Exorcist, you're going to get something that's unintelligible. And besides that, you've seen it before. Again, Exorcist just came out. 1973. Uh, yeah, back to the quote. That's why I think the James Mans- That's why the James Mason role of Straker became really important. Again, that's the human familiar that was with him because he kind of took over the human yeah. body of that. But right. again, in this movie, you had like a vampire that did not speak at all, which I, got, I thought made it more creepy. Um, I generally don't like vampire movies as much because you get to see the human element of them and they have such a nice facade, whereas this movie, he's a fucking monster. Yeah. There is no... A creature. You know, he's a creature. He's, he's an creature animal. for sure. When we talked about the spectrum last episode of uh, animalistic behavior and human behavior, he's like far left on the animalistic behavior. Because he's so ancient. Yeah. He's just, he's been there for a while. He's like the first. In- yeah. So we turn this over to the TV movie side of things. Um, they still needed a writer that could adapt the book to the movie. Um, you know, maybe you can write a really good book, but as we know, sometimes Stephen King isn't the best at writing it for the silver screen himself. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. So who better than Paul Menashe? This is a guy that also adapted Carrie to the big screen, which is very successful. That movie was fucking excellent. Yeah, it was. Not the new one, obviously. I haven't seen it. Well, there's smartphones in it. Doesn't it doesn't make it any There's smartphones in it. That's all you need to know. Fuck. I know. Did you? Never mind. We'll get um, back to it. For this... But this guy also had just worked on a series about a very small town, like a soap opera. So he also had that element of small town, um, I guess, behavior and dialogue that you'd want someone to have. Uh, so perfect fit for this. Again, that's Paul Menashe. So it was the, the, the teller writer for this that kind of went from book to movie. Um, as for the director, producers easily selected this movie after watching a movie we'll get to in a second, which I'm sure you all know because we've covered it. They chose the graceful, the amazing Tobe, 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 Tobe Hooper. Tobes, you know? Mr. Leatherface. We might mispronounce his name, but we do not mispronounce his importance in horror. He is the one, the only, the director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Poltergeist, among a lot of other great movies. I think it's interesting that he Poltergeist. decided... Yeah. That was Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg was involved. He was the director. I looked it up after. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Toby Hooper decided to be a part of a TV miniseries. I don't know. Well, he really wanted to get involved in this movie, and he referenced it with a quote that said, This film is very spooky. It suggests things and always has the overtone of the grave. It affects you differently than my other horror movies. It's more soft-shelled. Right. Which I think he really wanted the challenge, to be honest. And at the time, if you remember, Stephen King was hot as a Georgia ass fall on a summer day. You know? That's right. I don't know that. I loved that. I don't know that saying is a saying, but you could crack an egg on that asphalt. Mm, very he true. just done Carrie and Carrie and just released another book, and he would go on to be the man of the 80s as far as knocking out awesome books. And he's still, you know, yeah. doing stuff. 
cranking it out. Yeah, his arthritis ridden fucking <laughs> finger phalanges. Uh, so he had a great quote about doing a television movie. He said, television movie does not have blood or violence. It has an atmosphere which creates something you cannot escape. The reminder that our time is limited and all the accoutrements that go with it, such as the visuals. So, I mean, I totally agree with the sentiment that he's laying down for us and that this movie had to be more atmospheric than it had to be bloody and gory because sometimes it's scarier to make something that doesn't have those elements that will still scare you than relying on uh, shocking things and gory things to get people afraid. And if you look back, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I thought was really interesting, they are so uh, not similar movies until you think about the fact that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was also at a time trying to have a PG rating and he did not use any blood or a lot of violence in that movie as well. So even though it's a massacre movie, he Toby Hooper is fucking he he's a magician with like making making things out of nothing and not getting past that PG thirteen label. So what you're telling me is Yes. That you're going to give classic horror movies a real chance. If it's in color, I'll give it a chance. That's yes. you're just crazy. This is crazy. I see color. Yeah, but it's not even about color. It's all about if color. If you're talking about look at the national politics today. I'm just saying all about <laughs> color. It's in our schools. I'm just saying you're sh- you're showing less to mean more. Like, why would you just negate all classic horror movies? I completely agree. I just, for some reason, have a have a thing for this movie, and it's hard for me to go past. The late I'm 70s. just saying. And you're right. I'm making a bit of a uh, a departure from my general mm-hmm. uh, yes. acumen. But I, I don't know. I do like this movie. It's not my favorite, but I, I'll end talking about the writer and director just on what Stephen King had to say about Toby Hooper when he died in 2017. I'm, I'm just saying, I think you might actually enjoy classic horror movies more than you think you will. I don't know. Who knows? Thought, just a little thought there. Just okay. a little nugget. Well, here's <laughs> what King had to say when Toby Hooper died. Um, this is his tweet. Sorry to hear about Tobes. He didn't say Tobes. He said I wanted him to say Toby Tobes. Hooper. Sorry to hear that Toby Pooper passed. <laughs> I say Pooper. No. <laughs> Toby Pooper. <laughs> Toby Pooper. Sorry to hear Toby Pooper. Fuck. Sorry to hear Toby Hooper passed. He did a terrific job directing the Salem Lot miniseries back in the day. He will be missed. It's one hour great passing on the baton while he coasts down the canoe in the Styx River. Okay. Always in our heart. Never too far away. <laughs> Never. Always able to hear our praises. Always. Thank you, Toby. R.I.P. Oh. Yeah. All right. I'm going to hop into the <laughs> cast here, y'all. Yeah. Uh, who's in this movie? I've seen a couple familiar faces. You would. Um, they're not anyone. Uh, none of the characters that are famous now are play big roles in this. But I want to go back. If you're a little older, you might remember the show called Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Yeah. They hmm. did a reboot when we were, I don't know older it was in our time old yeah. enough to know it sucked yeah it did suck okay so anyway bell bottoms the main protagonist in the movie who is ben mears who i thought was pretty cute um he's played by david soul and he was super famous at this time because he played hutch on this legendary tv show mm-hmm. starsky mm-hmm. and hutch mm-hmm. good for you um also i wanted to let you know two of the cast members were actually married in real life together yeah to each other yeah Mar- marjorie glick who was the mother of the two Glick boys, the okay. first two to get infected, or, well, you know, become yeah. vampires. Yeah. She was played by Clarissa K. Mason, and her husband was James Mason, who played Mr. Straker. The uh, the familiar? The familiar for uh, Vampire. Yeah. He's batting outside of his leg. I liked him. Yeah. She looked like a person. He looked old. No, I thought he was more dapper than she was. She was for sure. He, 
he was for sure very dapper. Yeah. He was a classy man. No offense to her. She yeah, was she looked very homely. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of floral. <laughs> I don't know. She was Generic. Wasn't. Yeah. 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 Housewife. Probably whatever. That's okay. But that now. That's fun that they did this together. Yeah, it's very cute. They didn't have any scenes together, though, I don't they think. They didn't, no, I don't no. think so. Uh, Jeffrey Lewis, he played the groundskeeper from the cemetery. So he was the one that the teacher took into his house when he got, uh, he started acting weird. And he was like, yeah. hey, bro, why don't you come stay with me? You're being oh, real fucking yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that guy, I was like, where is he from? And it's from Devil's Rejects. He's the guy that baby like outside the motel she like hits on him oh, yeah, yeah he's part of the group yeah yeah he's like the the lead singer of yeah. the like shit oh, band stupid, that they're in. stupid like skittered knockoff band that's yeah. wild i would How? not have connected yeah. that one wow. guy he looks the same like yeah. he had a cul-de-sac back then and he's <laughs> got a cul-de-sac now he has not changed and that movie looked like it's like from the 70s too oh, so. right yeah um i want to talk about the best scene in the movie Okay. In my opinion. Okay. Uh, after George uh, Dezunza's character, Cully, he bursts in on his wife cheating on him with her boss. Oh, God. The gun to the mouth. Yes. Jesus you guys. That was the only so suspenseful. suspenseful scene in this whole that was, movie. That was 10 out of 10 right yeah. there. I was like, is he going to... Because I didn't know it was made for TV when I watched it. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. He's going to blow this guy's head off. Oh, my God. Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? Very exciting. Did you guys think he was going to do it? I, I didn't. I honestly was like, he had the uh, the probability at that point because yeah. his wife. He thought he had raped his wife. He could exactly. have shot him. If I was he the guy, I would have shot him. He had raped him. But it doesn't matter what he thinks. It matters we can tell it to court, and you can say, "Hey, she said he raped him. I shot the dude." Yeah, she was <laughs> like, "Honey," or he was like, "Honey, that's what happened, right? He raped you. He tried to rape you." <sighs> what a spineless. He could. Yeah. Ugh. What a dick. And she's a she's fucking bitch. Oh, that's yeah. What I'm her. She was like, yeah. he wanted to come out. I loved. How he was just sitting outside with a six pack, just like watching, mm -hmm. just like watching, waiting. You know that was so if you're like out there cheating, third or fourth six pack, your significant other might be on the bench outside of your house, watching and waiting. While yep. the truck is being used to transport a vampire to uh, your town. Mm -hmm. That is why you don't cheat, my friend. Mm -hmm. um, so the guy that he's got the gun to his face, the guy that she. Uh, Larry Crockett is the guy's name that in the movie. Fucker. That guy, I was like, this can't be the same dude. It is yes. from Best in Show, one yes. of the commentators, one of the Fred best Willard. fucking movies ever. Yes, <laughs> perpetually the same age. Also, always. same age. Yes, yes. <laughs> like he, he's salt and pepper back then, uh, salt and pepper now. The only thing that was different, I think his voice was a little bit different, but like he's fucking spot on. Yeah. I loved him. He's also in like Anchorman. Yeah. yeah. Just what a different role for him. Yeah. I loved it. It's interesting, like his like younger days were horror and then it went on to all just absurd all the comedy. Humor. Well, yeah. Salem's Lot. So yeah. I just wanted to make a quick point that I'm glad you asked me to have a beer because I felt like the person in the Snickers commercial was like, you're not yourself. <laughs> you need a Snickers. A, yeah. Be breezy. I feel like a little bit less. <sighs> calm yeah. down a little bit. Cool. I was, uh, That's why I was trying to get you to have some tequila because I was like, no, I was about to need a drywall. That's a pretty good representation of what alcoholism is. Uh, yeah. I'm not myself. <laughs> not yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 8 a.m. Anyways, back to the movie. Uh, the vampire is played by Reggie Nalder, and his makeup was apparently a real bitch. Frank Toro, who was in charge of the makeup, had to keep reapplying this over and over and over. And I think maybe that had something to do with why he appeared like so little in the film. 
Oh, really? Awesome I don't know. Pudding. Like, I don't understand what was the issue with it, but they just said, like, it was just, like, constantly But a I can imagine, like, having contacts in in the 70s, no offense to the 70s, that they were, like, that You mean the block of glass they want to put you in your eye? Yeah. 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 Because even now, when you try to buy, like, contacts for, like, Halloween, they fucking hurt if they're yeah. not, like, prescription. You know, I can't. Yeah, I've never bought them. That's some pansy shit compared to this guy putting like, you know, glass shards of pieces. glass in his eye with yellow on the outside. Yeah. yeah. Well, that too, I guess maybe the teeth too would be hard to keep on as well. The trooper. Mm. They should have called John Landis and uh, all Just those all those boys over at the American Werewolf. Yeah. I wanted to mention too, George Romero was approached about directing this. Wait, and then what? He, yeah. And then he got asked to do something else. But... I imagine he would have brought on Tom Savini, and guess what? I don't think they would have had those makeup issues Ooh, if Savini was sick on there. Burn. Yeah, just saying. Agree. I didn't want to be rude and and diss anyone, but I had you to guys, say it. Did you guys not really like the vampire? I thought he was kind of creepy. The first I time you fucking creepy. see him, you're he just was like, one dimensional. Whoa. Yeah, but he didn't. I, I like the fact that he didn't talk because, like, I don't know. I just thought he like he could have been more theatrical, but I mean, he looked great. Yeah. He did. I thought he was cool looking. I wouldn't want to run into him after I left here tonight. I feel like I would just flick him and he'd fall over. No. He reminds me of Peter from What We Do in the Shadows also. Yes. Like yes. Exactly. And I feel like that's where Maria they got the... Said. Yeah. It's like yeah. Nosferatu, Peter from What We Do in the Shadows, yeah. and this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's also, I will say, the eighth best vampire rated by Bravo on uh, Horror Vampires. Wow. Interesting. Number eight. I'd like to see who's They've done a lot of lists. It's not, it's not BuzzFeed, but, you know, it's before it's it. up there? I mean, there's also been a lot of great fucking vampires, though. So. Okay, we're not going to get into the other eight before him or the <laughs> other eight after him. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, you guys were talking about, or Zach, you were talking about the scene with the Glick boys and they're floating. We're partly shot in reverse to give it a more spooky vibe. Apparently, this is a, a common theatrical trick you can it use. It generally makes people look unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the kids were actually... Suspended on a boom crane rather than wires. Okay. To that makes make sense. them look like they was floating. Because at the end of the day, you're still going to see wires if somebody is hooked up to a bunch you of can't wires. Just, I figured you could just like green screen. I don't know. Get I rid mean, of it. maybe now, but like not back in the 70s. I, I never, don't know. I never noticed wires and stuff in old movies. No? I'm not very perceptive. You I need guess. to watch the birds. <laughs> well. Yeah, see, that's why I don't watch old movies. If Michael Bay didn't make it, I don't want to watch it. Anyway, very, very valid point for this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, for me, if there's no explosions, yeah. Um, I want to talk about the score. Harry Suckman, he composed. Harry Suckman, <laughs> he composed the score, which surprisingly was nominated for an Emmy. And I say surprisingly because to me, it didn't stand out that much. I it thought very classic movie again. Yeah, classic, but it wasn't really like outstanding or anything no. to me. But potentially a bigger budget for the soundtrack than you had for most TV shows? Yeah, I guess maybe. so. Like it was it was on TV and you know maybe looked pretty good comparative to like, you know, Days of Our Lives. Right. I think the music was probably one of the things that I actually like most about this movie Interesting. because it made me think of old classic movies. Right. But maybe that's why it was nominated for an Emmy then. Yeah. This was actually the last project that Harry Suckman worked on before Suckman. his death in 1984. <laughs> what did he die of? Did he get like sucked into something? I don't know. Maybe he was sucked into a vortex or a black hole. Yeah. We'll have to look into that. Just a heart attack. Maybe. 
I don't know. We don't know. R.I.P. This is a R.I.P. episode. All R.I.P.s here. R. So R. they must have had like decent amount of money if they put a lot of money into the score. W- what was the budget? It's always hard to talk about uh, budget stuff when you're talking about movies this old because like it, you know inflation and all that stuff. But this movie was given four million dollars by Warner Brothers, which I think is a lot for a TV movie. Yeah. And probably a lot for a movie back then in general. Mm. Not a lot, but a good amount. Yeah, I guess it's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah, because wasn't Last House on the Left in like 79 and it was like $100,000? It was older than that. Last House is old, older than that, but it was a lot less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot less. And Taxi Chainsaw Massacre, a lot less. Um, but it's really impossible to know how it did in the box office because this was released on the TVs. You know, can't do much about that other than yeah. Nielsen scores and saying how many people viewed it. I will say they did film a lot of alternative scenes and takes of this movie because they planned on having a European theatrical release, which they did have. I wasn't able to confirm how many theaters it showed in, but there is another version of this movie where scenes like the shotgun um, with the affair actually went in his mouth and stuff that was a little darker for the European mm. version. Even leading actors to say it was very odd because they were they were filming a lot of different scenes. Right. Weird. Um, the theatrical version was actually released in Spain with the title Phantasma 2. I saw that. What? Weird. Yeah, it's not related at all. But I will say, you know, they're obviously playing off Phantasm being related somehow. It's a similar movie in the sense that you have an old man come into town with some weird stuff and you have a young guy helping a old guy figure some uh, fighting out. And a lot of fog machines. But Phantasm's a superior movie. Oh, I mean, but it's just like superior. What a ripoff. Yeah. How can you legally do that? Anyway, well, I don't even know if it's legal. I just know that at some point it was called Phantasma 2 hmm. and it okay. was released in Europe. Um, this movie was filmed in California uh, with the majority of the filming taking place in the Ferndale City, which is on the coast of the state, kind of next to uh, and situated next to Northern California. I just want to make a quick note that yeah. uh, another great movie that has inspired me on my literally inspired me on my career path. Outbreak was also filmed in Ferndale, California. Oh, oh. What do you know? There you go. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there wasn't much to say with budget and location here just so they did it in california and they had four million dollars and we don't know how much they made all right well let me tell you guys a little bit about how well this movie was received which i don't get it i do i know you do we you've made it clear zach <laughs> uh, <laughs> this movie got an 88 percent on the tomato meter Woo. with a 64 percent audience score that's probably more accurate they to didn't me understand it like they don't oh that's great so Time Out said it places the emphasis on Hooper's fluid camera work, creepy atmospherics, and skillful handling of the gripping climax. Okay. Um, what people liked, they liked the camera work, they liked the cast, and they liked the overall creepy feel of the movie. What people didn't like was the lack of gore. I know, I know, made for TV and the length. Again, I know, I know, made for TV. Um... That's pretty much it, though. I feel like all all the sites I looked at, people generally love this. They relate it to their childhood, seeing this when they were a kid. It's kind of like how Jaws is to people. Right. Like, it was scary when you were a kid. Um, I don't necessarily know if these people are, like, thinking about it as watching it as adults. But as a kid, a lot of people thought it was scary. And, I mean, people loved it. People love Toby Hooper. They love everything he touches. Same with Stephen King. So it makes sense to me that people are rating this movie insanely high. Yeah. I mean, it was rated very high. 
Um, I do have some taglines. How does a movie that's just on TV have taglines? Oh, I've got quite a few, actually. Oh, okay, well. Okay. Iconic tear from the number one best-selling writer. Okay. Mm. That's, that's, like an, that's early, too, as far as him had just been best-selling, like, you know. Yeah. Do you believe in vampires? No. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's basic. It's a little boring. Yeah. Um, a masterpiece of horror by the author of Carrie and The Shining. Oh, Shining huh. was out. Cool. Maybe he had just released The Shining in between yeah. the time. Shining was, well, the movie came out in 80. Anyway. This one is dog shit. Someone is killing the people of Salem's lot. The one man they trust is their only hope for survival. I don't think anyone trusted him in this movie. No, they no. all were like, he's the outsider. Yeah, he's from here. Even though he's from here, they were like, mm, he's you been gone. Maybe like preying on this guy's daughter. At one point in the movie, I don't want to go back to another plot point, but wasn't the dad just like, yo, dude, like, I know you're fucking my daughter, but you're a little you not bit less obvious. Do it at the lake. Yeah. Like, yo, dude, come on. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, different times. Okay, last one. The ultimate in terror. No. No. It's not the ultimate in terror. It's not. Not even a little bit. Not even in that time. No. Come Thank on. you for recognizing no, that. I'm not saying this movie is like a breakthrough terror movie. Like, I'm saying my mother could have watched this and been <laughs> fine with it. But it's uh, thought-provoking, I suppose. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Macias, don't you have a question for us so we can briefly answer before we get into the ratings, uh, including vampires? Yeah, what I want to know is, would you fight the vampires, or would you join up? Would you be maybe a familiar? Would you want to become a vampire? Would you want to help take over and just be like, well, fuck it. You know, it's going to happen anyway. Or would you try and fight like Ben Mears and the kid who loved horror? I don't know what Ash is going to say. I'm going to be daddy, daddy, daddy familiar over here. Like, I'm getting in. I'm telling them, okay, this old fuck is that's watching you is about to die. I can get you guys some strobe lights in here. I can get the, the time up. You see okay. the house? The house is nasty. I'm it's shitty. A, a cleaning crew in here. We're <laughs> taking the house apart. All, all the bones have to go. We can have a one bone room. One, one bone room. One room where you can put all the bones. Everything else, I want velvet. Velvet's very nice. Oh, yes. Velvet For a vampire? Everywhere. Yes. We're going to have nice curtains. All. So you're saying everywhere. you're still going to be a vampire? No, no, no. I'm the familiar. I'm a human. Oh, okay. Because guess what? If the whole town's converted, guess what I get to do during the day? I get to go do whatever I want because no one's in the town. You know, I Fair. get to go. Uh, Go to the uh, the ladies' store and try an underwear. I yeah. get to go to the bank and like count money that I don't need because I'm a familiar. And every once in a while, we move around. It's like a it's an interior designer position that meets travel agent, that uh, meets executive uh, assistant. I think I have those skills already in my life. I potentially would love to uh, apply for this job. If you're I think you'd be great. Yeah, you'd you know? be so, too. so good at this chandelier. Job. Clean it up make it feel like more like a home yeah you know i think i need to know if there's a fighting chance against the vampires you just have to believe believe in yourself well i'm a fighter so i'd probably try to fight him and if why? not why are you gonna try and fight it because he's a little bitch of a vampire i don't like how he looks i think he's a, he's a little decrepit old little fuck and it's all it's gonna take is one little stab to the chest with my fucking pointy mr pointy stick Okay, I just, if I'm going to follow somebody around, I'm going to need him to look a little bit more intimidating than he does. Okay. All right. No respect. No respect. You're old. Just give up. Let it go. Well, in my regiment, we'd have this vampire pumping iron, so he'd be jacked. So he needs to go to the gym. Oh, we'd have him in the gym because we'd have a home gym. 
because they've neglected all of this. Yeah. You know this what? This familiar, he shit on his job. Get rid of him. Yeah. As the familiar. Not doing great. I think that you need to reach out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, and get mm. him on your side. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll train these vampires before you know it. I am legend across the nation. They'll be yeah. banging and clanging. Rock I'd be, nation. I'd be more likely to follow this vampire if you took over as the executive assistant. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You mm. know, have them all, all organized. Party at night, business during the day. Yep. Guess what you don't want to deal with? Business. I'm dealing with the business. I'm dealing with the design. You wake up, you sit on the velvet couch, you look king. Be a king. <laughs> you know? Be a king. Have a dream. I think I have a calling. I think, I think you so do too. too. Yeah. A hype you, man. <laughs> you you've been uh You've been chosen. Uh, I've been chosen. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and get back to you guys with the rating. Okay, so let's quickly jump into everything about this movie. Again, we're covering Salem's Lot from 1979. Use that apostrophe after the M anywhere you think is appropriate because we don't know where it's supposedly supposed to go. Uh, we're going to start with jump scares. We gave this a 26%. I don't think it's the jumpiest movie, but no. I don't think it's devoid of jump scares. There was like one or two. And I will say because this movie is so long and it didn't have a lot of action in the first half that the first jump scare is a big jump scare. Mm -hmm. It's when the kid's in the forest and he's looking around and all of a sudden you see someone pop up. Yeah. That's the first thing, but it's like an hour in. Impressive. Classic movie. Okay. We'll talk about (laughs) this later. Uh, For soundtrack, we give it a 50%. Um, I think maybe for TV it's pretty good, but possibly for a movie and... uh, in respect of a lot of movies we've seen, it's not the best soundtrack no, necessarily. didn't yeah. stand out to me. For gore, we all agreed this is not a very gory movie. We gave this a 16%. Yeah, yeah, low, low. It's on the TV, on the TV machine, don't worry. For shock value, we also gave this a pretty low score. We gave it 23%. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a very shocking movie. Uh, again, TV. For suspense, we gave it a 43%. It's relatively suspenseful, but again... um, Shotgun scene. The shotgun scene, I think, made me raise my score. Yeah. And that shotgun scene had nothing to do with the movie necessarily. Right. It was a cheating scene. Yeah, it was a cheating scene. Okay, that's fine. For monster slash killer appeal, we gave it a 43% with with my highest score of a 60. Uh, I thought it was a good monster. I don't think you guys maybe agreed with how the monster looked. I think he looked cool. I've definitely seen him in a lot of, like, I remember... Being at Dragon Con, like, yeah. seeing, like, videos of, like, you know, when they, like, flash different, like, images together of, like, sure. creepy stuff. Like, he's his face is always there. I've seen it a lot, and I've always wondered, like, who is that vampire? Yeah. I think he's cool looking. Now you know. Yeah, now I know. I think this movie has a lot of um, connections to high ratings on a lot of different scales for creepiest vampire and creepiest horror scene, which is weird. But it's a, it's a kind of an unknown movie for what it has. Yeah, because his monster was stolen. His monster was improved upon the original monster. I think Nosferatu <laughs> is definitely scarier than this guy. Yeah, if, Nails you can, were longer. if you can bring out the projector to get it on the screen. I'm just saying, <laughs> can't hit on the originals. That's fine. Uh, for special effects, we gave it a 23%. Um, there's some kids flying, not a lot of blood, not a lot of explosions. No. Mm-hmm. Again, there's not really a, a very large need for special effects, especially in a time where you had the, the thing coming out at the same time, like oh, oh, write me a story on how you're gonna do special effects. Right. Yeah. yeah. Go take a take a book, take a <laughs> book, take a book, dude. I'm drunk Carpenter. For horniness, uh, I think I overestimated this at uh, six, so we give it 36. percent What was that horny? What's that well, horny? They were, you know, they're, they're about to do it. The guys wearing his Fred, yeah. Fred Willard's wearing his silk boxers. They were necking at the lake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
She yeah. had to tuck her shirt back in. You know what that Whoa. means? Yeah. I know. That like, means ah. it was out. They've been oh. fooling. And when your shirt's out, the hand can Hands go up. Hands going up. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's what got me a little horny about it. 36% for that. For scariness, uh, I agreed with you guys. This is not a very scary movie. It's no. so a 13%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? For acting, uh, they did a decent job. This is a higher score of the night. It's a 60% for acting. Yeah, they were mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. We didn't have anybody uh, really that was a star, but no one that was shitty either. Yeah. RIP everyone that's in this movie because they're all dead. Are not, they? Not everyone, but most of them. Oh. Um, for plot, we gave this a 53%. That's fine. I mean, it's a good book, I hear, but, you know, to each his own. Yeah. Mm. Standard. Been done before. Been done before. Um, but what hasn't been done before is our individual scores for this movie. I gave this movie a 70%. That might seem a little high, but I, I really like Toe Pooper. I, I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm a Poltergeist fan myself. I think he does a lot with a, a little, and I think he made this movie into something um, that is respected on a lot of horror scenes because of the people that viewed it at the time. Again, you're talking to people who are reviewing movies that were, uh, that were children when this came out in CBS, and I can only imagine as uh, someone that didn't have access to all these horror movies and all these shows, like Netflix to get all these streaming services that back then if a movie like that came out as a miniseries, like thank you. Like you're probably inspiring a lot of people and they have inspired a lot of people like the lead singer of corn or other <laughs> horror I know, not the best example. But I think it uh it, it did speak to a kind of a deficiency in that area around the time and was able to fill those holes. Um and then I did I did see one review that kind of summed it up for me, so I'm not gonna plagiarize this guy, but Ryan Larson from uh, a certain website said God damn, Tobe, you genius. Hooper realizing that the film made for TV would call for restrictions, restraints. Instead of giving us the full tilt mania of Texas, Chainsaw Massacre instead spends a good amount of time detailing the town and building an incredible amount of atmosphere without even realizing it. You are suddenly a part of Salem's lot. You understand the geography of the town, the relationship between the character. Hooper is able to do what King does so expertly and inserts us into the setting of the story with the same supernatural powers as the reflective eyes of the undead. Wow. Uh, that's a good review for him, but I, I liked it, you know? Um, maybe you think I like classic movies now. Maybe I don't. I we'll think the, you might. We'll roll the dice, but that's a 70 for me. Uh, Macias, you gave this movie a <laughs> 37%. What do you have to say about that? Like it was really long and it was pretty slow. I liked the vampire, but I think if I had have gone into this like thinking it's a made-for-TV movie uh, series, I would have looked at it differently. But to me, it just dragged and dragged and dragged. Like maybe watching this, oh, what's gonna happen next week? Would have been more suspenseful, I think. But um, as like a full-length movie, watching it at one time, it was just too much. It was I just didn't care by the end of it. Um, so that's why I gave it a 37. I definitely agree because I was watching it and we had to stop the movie and we both fell asleep. And yep. then I looked at the, <laughs> the time on the movie and I was like, how the fuck is there two hours left? And yeah. I looked it up and I remember this was a TV series, right. which drastically changes how you think about the movie. So maybe yeah. just yeah. envisioning the movie in a certain way helps. And maybe even having those commercial cuts when it happened. Yes. You were saying when we, before we started, you could tell there were cliffhangers that were put in there. Yeah, I was like, why is the movie cut like this? And I look it up and it made sense. It would have been great if Cheddar Goblin commercials oh, were in the middle yes. of it. Somebody should recut it with Cheddar Goblin in the middle. Yep. And that's Cheddar Goblin from Mandy. Yeah. Yeah. So good. 
Okay, so uh, thank you, Macias. You gave it a 37%. Ashley gave this a 45%. What do you have to say? I have to say I gave it a 45% because I know that Joss Whedon draw, drew inspiration for Buffy the Vampire Slayer from this. So I have to give it some credit because I'm obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think it's fucking fantastic. It is one of my favorite shows ever. So if this is what it took for Joss Whedon to get the juices flowing, then fucking great that's fine um what was missing for me was the stephen king creep factor like a lot of his shit there is like an like a guttural like this is uncomfortable this something's fucked up i did not feel that in this movie at all this movie was all over the place for me i love the traditional tropes that they used because i like classic movies but yeah, too fucking long to get the point across. So I, I mean, if I'm having to stop, I'm I, I stopped this movie like seven times, <laughs> seven times. Seven. And I was like, towards the end of it, I was like, fuck me, I still have movie left to watch. That's stopping the movie every twenty minutes. It, 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 it was hard. It was okay. hard, and I don't like I don't like that feeling. I like when I'm watching a horror movie, like. I'm not leaving my seat. If I had to pee, I'd just fucking piss on the couch. It's wow. fine. I'm, it's I'm, I'm into it. You the, know, like the couch is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I get it. I appreciate it. And then I love the nods to classic horror, but nah, not for me. That's fine. Mm. Um, so overall, we gave this movie a fifty-one percent, which I, you know, that I, I think we're off the critic score a little bit. The vampire was long in the tooth, but short in the heart. Oh, I like that. Long in the tooth, short in the heart. You I would like that because you said that last week about <laughs> the last bit. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> well, sick burn. burn. Yeah, that was a sick burn. Yeah, using my words against me. <laughs> uh, real holy water against my skin. Uh, so let's uh, move on with this 51% rating for the movie to the kills. We uh, counted eight kills from this movie. I think that's uh, pretty low. Uh, we didn't really count the vampires that were in like the, the basement that got killed in the end. No. Because there was no. like 20 of those motherfuckers. So eight people that were actively killed in the movie. There was kind of like a 0.5 sex scene where you had the yeah. untucked blouse. Right, and the almost <laughs> affair. You know what I got to say is you, you, if you're at a lover's lane, you might as well just go for the buttons, you know? Yeah, That's right. Instead of the untucked shirt. Yeah. You know, it's easier to take your hand out than to tuck it back in. Oof. Um, number of jump scares, there's like three. Yeah. Three notable ones for a number of explosions. There was one at the end with the house. I would consider it a fire, not an explosion. Well, we're kind of cutting hairs. Point five. I know. Point five. Point five for explosions because it was on fire. Uh, For number of monsters, again, there's probably a bunch of all the vampires. So we're just going to say lots of vampires for that one. And again, to move on to another vampire movie, this is our second movie. We're talking about a, a genre of blood, a genre of love. All of the good stuff that goes with Valentine's Day. I'm gonna pass the, the talking succulent stick? neck okay. to Macias. And what are you gonna drag your teeth into to make all of these uh, comparisons? As far as what movie do you want to do next week? It's all you. Well, there are a lot of movie lists that list this movie called Fright Night. Fright Night. And I have never seen it, and I know that it's. I uh, thought you've seen it. No, I've never seen it. You haven't. Mm-mm. Have you seen it, uh, Ash? Mm-mm. Ooh, I have seen it, and I will say it is good. Okay, good. Yeah, it's, it, it wouldn't be on so many lists if it wasn't good. Hopefully, every time I've chosen a movie before seeing it, it sucks. 
So hopefully this is good. 1985. How maybe? can it be bad? Maybe we'll have another terrifier here. It's from Tom Holland. <laughs> Probably oh, impossible. we know Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. He's done a, at least one movie we've done before, right? Fuck, what was it? Child's Play. Yeah. Yeah, he's also did Thinner. Oh, he shines. Yeah. We've done. Uh, he did Psycho Two. Okay. He okay. is a horror dude. Yeah. Um, which kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing uh, what Friday night, right? Right night. Bitch. Right night it is. You can find that I know for a fact on Amazon Prime. Cool. Easily Mint it. for streaming. Don't worry about it. You don't have to rent it. Cool. Okay. Okay. Um, as always, my offer stands. If you're not able to find the movie, if you're in another country, I can help you torrent it. If you email us at hornyhorror at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on any social media platform at uh, at horny horror hour or Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, other than that, just you know, keep on keeping on. Happy Valentine's Day. If you haven't gotten a gift for your partner by now and you take that seriously, I will say you're probably uh, out of luck, you know? I have no partner. Come have a pitcher of beer with I'm me at a bar. I'm having a pitcher of beer with you. Okay. That's my plan. That works. Yeah.